You're listening to the LMCC Podcast, a ministry of La Mirada Christian Church in La Mirada, California. Here's Pastor Joe Barsha with this week's message. And if any of you have known me for any amount of time or have ever heard me teach, you know a lot of times up here I mention that I love the sport of hockey and that my favorite team is, you all should know, Ew, gross, not the Kings. You pray for your sins later outside. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, all right? And you should also know that the team that, uh, let's just say, is my least favorite, that's a nice way to put it at church, is the aforementioned, well, Sharks too, they're gross also, but the LA Kings, exactly. Uh, there's an intense rivalry between the teams and the fans, and to be honest, Ducks fans are just mad because they're jealous of the Kings' success. I get it, I'm going to admit it, all right? And so the teams, as well as the fans, Ducks and Kings, they just don't like each other, all right? And on January 25th, the year 2014, the Ducks and the Kings rivalry reached a new level because they played a game against each other outdoors at Dodger Stadium, all right? Uh, it was called the Stadium Series Game, and it was a big deal. They built an NHL rink smack dab in the middle of Dodger Stadium right there on the field. This game was nationally televised, and California hockey games are never nationally televised, all right? They sold 58,000-plus tickets, packed out Dodger Stadium in a matter of hours, and these tickets were ridiculously expensive. Big, big, big deal, even for hockey. And let me show you a couple pictures on the screen of the event. There it is. You can see the ice rink in the middle of Dodger Stadium there around the field. And in the other picture, you see the team playing on the rink, outside, huge deal. And, and it was big. It was big. Even in the sports world, it was big. And in the hockey world, even in the professional world, this was just a big deal. Now, of course, of course, every sports expert, every hockey columnist, Every person who knew anything about hockey at all across the United States and Canada, every single person predicted that the Kings were going to embarrass the Ducks, that it wasn't even going to be close, that they were going to just wipe the ice with them. Everyone is saying it's at Dodger Stadium, so it's in L.A., so it's a Kings Homes game. It was a King home game, essentially. The Kings just won the Stanley Cup championship a couple years before in 2012. They went to the semifinals in 13. And now here in 2014, they were among the favorites to win it all again. And so everyone said, it's not even going to be a contest. The Kings got this guaranteed Kings victory. Well, guess what? The Ducks didn't just beat them. They even kept the Kings from scoring. With the final score being 3-0. to zero. Beat them. And no one who watched or predicted or attended the game, the sports networks, not a person believed what they just saw. It was called a miracle by most people. Anyway, this stadium series game you see on the screen uh, had both teams wearing limited edition jerseys. The jerseys you see wearing in this photo here, uh, they were made to be worn just for this game. Not before and not after, right? They made them just for this game. And praise the Lord, they made a few thousand of each total to sell to their fans after the game, all right? Not a lot, just a few, and I'm going to show you the next slide. Here's a close-up of the jerseys that they were selling. Literally, the ones that the players were wearing, they were going to sell, all right? And the, uh, these are authentic 
Stadium Series jerseys. Not replicas, not fakes. These were real ones that they were selling. The same quality material as the ones the players wore on the ice for the game. And what made them over-the-top th- over authentic was the Stadium Series patch on the right shoulder. You can see in the picture there, that goes on the right shoulder of the jersey, and that depicts that this one-time game was played outdoors in L.A. at Dodger Stadium. These were real, authentic, Stadium Series patch jerseys that they had for sale to the fans after the game. So when the Ducks clearly embarrassed the Kings, what did I need? I needed one of these jerseys so bad. I needed one of these jerseys. I needed a tangible, beautifully Orange County reminder of the day that the underdog Ducks embarrassed the unbeatable Kings on national TV, on home ice in LA. I needed it. But getting one of these jerseys wasn't going to be easy. It seemed like all forces were against me getting one. Sometimes it feels like all of life's forces are against us. Like nothing good is happening to us and our lives. And during those times, so many have turned to this week's true meaning verse. Romans 8.28, which says this on the next slide. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When life is hard, when we encounter suffering, when we don't get what we believe we need, many have turned to this verse thinking, well, it's okay, because God will take this suffering in my life and will eventually make it all work for my good. But that's not what Romans 8.28 is saying. Not to say that God hasn't taken evil in our lives and made good out of it. Not to say that because He has and He will. But again, that's not what Romans 8.28 is saying. Because it says here in this verse, in all things, God works for the good, not my good. The good, not my good. Well, what's the difference? Well, to find out the answer to that question, I'm going to first ask you a question I asked you a couple weeks ago for the first time from the stage. What's the number one rule studying scripture? You remember? Context, context, context. That's right. And we're going to look at context, <clears throat> which is almost always the scripture surrounding the passage in question. Romans 8, 18. Next slide. Here's the context of the verse of today. I will consider, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Here, Paul's talking. And here, Paul's addressing present suffering. And then says that as bad as it's going to get here on earth, it doesn't compare to the glory that will be revealed in us. More on in, in a minute. You guys got that, huh? Right? Dad joke, I get one a Sunday. All right, so the glory first, we're going to talk about that. The glory Paul's talking about is our heavenly hope. All right? Our eternal life that comes after this temporary one. And the reason Paul says our heavenly hope revealed in us here and now and not revealed to us to us later in the next life 
is because God has revealed the hope of heavenly glory to us believers already. It's already been revealed to us. Specifically, it's been revealed in us. Let me explain how. When we commit to follow Jesus, He places the Holy Spirit in us, which, among many other things, causes us to want to see the Lord, causes us to want to receive the new heavenly body, and causes us to want to worship Him in heaven forever. I mean, think about it. What true Christian doesn't want that? Isn't that all of our greatest hope? Is that one day we would be with God in heaven, pain and suffering free, worshiping Him forever? That's the Holy Spirit giving us that desire, according to Paul here. So with all that in mind, with what I just told you in mind, next slide, Romans 8, 8, 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. All right, deep stuff here. Romans is a deep book. And I'm about to explain about seven chapters of Roman commentary in about three minutes from this passage. All right, there's entire books written on this passage. Let me explain. In verse 18, Paul said that the heavenly glory revealed in us puts into perspective our suffering here on earth and also makes us long for heaven. Well, God's creation is in the same boat. Creation itself longs for the same heavenly glory. We as believers have been given a desire for heaven through what? Through the Holy Spirit in us. And creation has been given a desire for heaven because it was heaven at one point. You guys remember the Garden of Eden? God created the world. God walked in the world, literally. And what did God call it? He called it good. It was heaven. It was heaven on earth. But then creation, like it said in verse 20, was subjected to frustration through what? Sin, Adam and Eve, which led way to creation's current state, which is fallen and evil. And so creation longs, as it says in verse 21, to be liberated from bondage and decay and brought also into freedom and glory. Our souls, filled with the Holy Spirit, creation itself, having witnessed heaven on earth, both so badly long for what? For heaven, for God's glory. (coughs) Excuse me. I witnessed something pretty glorious too. The ducks wiping the ice with the kings at the stadium series game on national TV. And so what did I badly long for? A memory of that day. An authentic stadium series jersey with that stadium series patch that I just showed you on the screen. So the day after the game, I went to Honda Center where the Ducks play. And I went in there to go into the team store to buy a jersey for myself. Well, guess what? You know, sold out completely, right? They told me, go home, try our online store. I went home, went on the online store. Guess what? Sold out. I called Honda Center and I said, are you guys going to make any more, please? And they said, no, it's limited edition. Sorry. So how on earth can I get one of these awesome things? 
And they said, well, your best bet at this point is to try third-party online sellers, right? Amazon, places like that. I scoured the internet. Ask Rachel. No luck. I couldn't find anyone selling one anywhere. Finally, though, finally, on eBay, I found one. You guys know how eBay works, right? It's an online auction with the merchandise going to who? The highest bidder, right? I'm like, okay, well, a little background. The Ducks sold their authentic jerseys for $189, all right, at their store. This guy on eBay was starting the bidding of his authentic jersey for $250. Steep, way too steep, right? Way too steep. But this was the last one for sale on earth, and I needed it. It had to have been. I looked everywhere. So from my phone, I bid $5 over, $255, and I refreshed the screen. The second I refreshed the screen and bid $255, what happened? $260. I tried $265. What happened immediately? $270. You can see where this is going, right? Every single time I bid $5 higher, I was outbid, and I kept going, and I kept going, and I kept going. There was still 48 hours left to bid on this jersey before it goes to the highest bidder, and within an hour, it was over $300. At that point, I'm thinking, oh man, this is a lot of money. And this money, it's not just mine. It belongs to my wife, Rachel, too. <laughs> so I better tell her that I'm about to bid over $300 for a jersey. So I did. And she rightfully thought I was crazy, right? But because Rachel is so gracious and so beautiful and so awesome... She also said, I mean, true fact, she also said, listen, Joe, I know you really, really want this Stadium Series jersey. So if this is going to be your birthday and Christmas and Valentine's Day gift this year, you can bid up to $350, but not a dollar more. That's it. The bidding went past $350 within an hour and a half. And at that point, there was still plenty of time, almost two days before this auction closed. I badly needed this jersey. So what I'm about to tell you, I'm not proud of. I kept placing bids behind Rachel's back, and over the next 20 hours or so, the bidding got all the way up to $580. And in the waning seconds, I mean the ticking seconds before the bidding expired, I placed my final offer of six hundred dollars and then I refreshed my phone to see if I got it thank God thank God I'm still alive so you know the end of the story thank God in the second between my high offer of 600 and the end of the bidding someone else placed a bid of 650 and they won the last jersey available I was sad I know right I was sad because that was the last Stadium Series Ducks jersey for sale on the planet. But I was also happy. I was also happy because, well, now I don't have to sleep with one eye open every night. All right, so it's okay. <laughs> Give and take. I just wanted that jersey so bad. Just like creation and all true believers of Christ so 
badly want to experience that heavenly glory that God promises us. <clears throat> Romans 8.22, next slide. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. As badly as a woman in labor wants to be done and holding her baby in her arms, as badly as an orphan child wants to be adopted into a loving family, does the whole of creation and all of Christ's followers want to experience true heavenly glory since having caught a glimpse of it through the first fruits of the Holy Spirit? Very much, very much unlike my deep desire for that extremely overpriced jersey, it's good and commanded by Paul to long for that heavenly glory because we've got a glimpse of it already and because of the suffering we're currently enduring due to this fallen world. It's good and it's okay and it's commanded to yearn for heaven. Romans 8.24, next slide. For in this hope, this heavenly hope, we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Let's leave that on the screen. We've had a glimpse of that heavenly glory, but we don't have it completely, not yet. Therefore, we wait for it. We wait for it patiently. But there's more to that word than just patience, highlighted in yellow there. The New Testament written in what language originally? Exactly, Greek. Now, patience, this word patience in Greek is hypomonas. And its definition is cheerful endurance. Cheerful endurance. Paul's saying here in this verse, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it cheerfully with endurance. What is Paul commanding us to cheerfully endure? This world, this fallen world, and all of its suffering. We cheerfully wait with endurance through the most of it because we trust that God is faithful to his word and that the glory he promised us is complete reality. The best is yet to come because we know our temporary suffering will one day give way to eternal glory. And that is why we cheerfully endure unto them. I later confessed to Rachel about the $600 offer, but that I lost out on the jersey, and I told her that while I was sad, I was also glad, because it was way too pricey. She, in return, told me that she was glad too. <laughs> glad that she could now, in good conscience, spare my life. I mean, whatever, right? And, but she also told me, listen, don't worry, be patient, you'll have your chance to get one without having to pull out a loan. Just wait. It could happen. Fast forward to 2018, okay? And the Ducks were celebrating their 25th season as a pro hockey team. And part of their celebration was at select games throughout the season, for one game each, they were going to sell a limited number of every different designed jersey they've ever worn in their 25 years as a team, which includes what jersey? 
The Stadium Series one. Exactly. I found out what game they were going to be selling the Stadium Series jersey. I bought a ticket and I got to Honda Center an hour before they even opened the doors, which is two and a half hours before the game was even going to start. I wasn't even first in line. There was about 20 to 30 people in front of me, all there for the same exact reason. So I start talking to all these people because, A, I'm trying to slyly, you know, scoot in, be nice, cut in front of them, right? That's one reason. But the other reason I'm talking to them, while I'm talking to them, I heard some very, very disappointing news. The first piece of disappointing news I heard, the price went up. Used to be $189 back in 2014, now they're selling it for $225. That was bummer number one. Bummer number two, much more disappointing news. These jerseys weren't even authentic. There were replicas. They looked enough like the originals from 2014, but the biggest reason they were replica and not authentic, they were missing what? That patch. They were not going to have the patch that the players wore in 2014. I wasn't going to get the real thing. I was going to settle for a replica that cost more. But I guess it was better than nothing. At least I got the orange jersey. At least it was going to be orange. It was going to be cool. But I was a little disappointed. Anyway, the doors finally opened. The crowd rushes into Honda Center like it's Black Friday at Walmart, right? And they all just book it. They run for the team store. I mean, just running. And I get in there, and as soon as you get in, you see it. There's this rack of clearly replica Stadium Series jerseys missing the patch on the right shoulder. But I get in there, I find my size, and I grab it off the rack, and I head up to pay for it. Happy, but also let down. In all the context of today's verse, in all of it that we've read so far, Paul talks about what? Heaven, our heavenly hope. The heavenly hope that Christ's followers and all of God's children, our creation, got a taste of and now long for. Heaven is our hope, and Paul commands us to cheerfully wait with endurance through this fallen world and all of its suffering because one day God will fulfill his promise to us. That's all he's talking about. The future, the future, the future. Heaven, heaven, heaven. Read Paul's writing. That's all he talks about. The man was very heaven-minded. All Paul is talking about is the future. And it's great. No true Christ follower is mad about focusing on heaven. Are you? I'm not. But what about now? This life here is real. Suffering hurts. It especially hurts when we see those we love most going through it, right? What about now? So Paul, being as extremely heaven-minded as he was, takes a two-verse break from heaven and focuses on what? The now. Romans 8.26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. 
You know what Paul is saying here? Paul is saying the same spirit that has given us a taste and longing for eternity is the same spirit that listens to our prayers when we're weak and suffering and then presents our requests to God on our behalf in ways so glorious we humans can't even understand it. God sees our hurting and it breaks his heart. God cares for our current well-being and is more than powerful enough to ease our suffering and he will do so in the greatest way possible in accordance to his will and not ours. You see, our will is a replica of the authentic thing. Replicas are good. Replicas are nice. Replicas can get the job done. But why settle for a replica when you can have the real thing? That's God's will. So I ran into Honda Center. I paid for my replica Stadium Series jersey minus the patch. And now I had two hours plus to kill before the game actually started. So as I was making my way out of the team store, I walked past the rack of all the Stadium Series jerseys, the replica ones, right? I walk out, and in front of it are people everywhere. I mean, just a huge crowd begging and screaming, that's my size, can I have this one? This one's too small, this one's too big. Everyone's just digging for their jerseys. And what I noticed, at the end of the rack, where it runs into the wall, at the very end, stuffed behind a bunch of replicas, I noticed something. And I'm like, are my eyes deceiving me? You know how you really badly want something and it's not actually there? You just really want it? Like, no, it can't be. So I walk up all inconspicuous, not to gather attention. I don't say nothing. I walk slowly and quietly. I walk past the crowd. And as I get closer to the rack... I noticed something. It was hanging there. Just one. Up against the wall. Crammed behind a bunch of replicas. And I'm thinking, no way. No way. No way. No way. No way. Joe, do not panic. You know how you talk to yourself down off a ledge kind of thing? Do not panic. Do not scream. Do not say nothing. Just walk over and grab it and get out. So I walk over. And I walk up to the register. I got authentic in one hand, replica in the other. I wait in this long line. And as I'm waiting, I'm doing this. <laughs> and at one guy, at one point, I am not kidding. Bro, is that thing authentic? I don't know what you're talking about, man. Keep walking. Right? <laughs> and I get up to the front, and I drop my replica down on the counter that I had already bought. And he's like, yeah, so what's the problem? The guy's asking me, like, you just bought this, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to exchange it. Well, for what? For this one. And I drop the authentic down right on top of it. And his face turns white. And he asks me one question. What does he ask? Where did you get that from? In life, we are full and surrounded by human will. Everyone. Everyone wants their way. Is our will good? Yeah. Does it want to bring glory to God? I would say we do. We're generally good people. But the thing with our will all over the planet, it's a bunch of replicas. Good, but not great. Decent, but not perfect. And in the midst 
of so much human replica will lies the true, authentic thing. It's glorious. It's perfect. It's real. It's God's will. And God's will is that His name be glorified by as many as possible so that as many as possible can possess in their hearts a glimpse of heaven that causes them to cheerfully endure this fallen world full of suffering until we can join our Father in heaven one day. And every single thing He does for us on earth and every prayer request He answers and every single thing He changes for the good happens because in some way those things we ask for are advancing his will and when we understand that we will then truly understand the true meaning of Romans 8:28 which says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose God does not work all things for the good of our human replica will, but for the good of the authentic will of God that lives in us through the Holy Spirit, causing us to yearn for heavenly glory. We continue to pray. We continue to request. We continue to ask God to make good of the evil we're living in. We continue to ask God to ease our suffering, and more importantly, the suffering of others. But we do so while asking God to align our human will with His authentic will and continue to yearn for a hope of heavenly glory. Because then I know, because then the Lord promises that He will work all things for the good. That's the good that Paul is talking about. The good of God's authentic, perfect will. So I placed this jersey right on the counter. Stadium series patch front up, right on top of the replica. And this kid is like, like he saw a ghost. Where'd you get this from? I said, from the rack. And I want an even exchange for this replica I already bought. So can we get along with this? Uh, 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 I got to go get my manager. All of a sudden, the surprised, nervous teenager cashier was disappeared and replaced with a much older and much more confident store manager. <laughs> and he told me that this jersey was not meant to be out in public and that it was literally their last authentic jersey from this, the Stadium Series game, the last one. They wanted to keep one for their records for their catalog. And I said, all I said back was, well, it was on the rack. It had the same price tag as the replica, and I want it. He disappeared. He had to go talk to his boss. He came back, and he's like, we're at least going to have to charge you more. And I'm like, no, the price tag. It's on there. You put it on here. It has the same price tag as the replica. He disappeared again for 15 more minutes. He came back, offered me two other jerseys instead of this. What did I say? No, I want this one. The authentic thing. He disappeared again. And then he came back and he's like, well, it was on the rack. It had the price tag. Let's do the exchange. Give me the replica. And he sold me the last, literally, stadium series jersey ever for the price of a replica. Even exchange. Because we've been given a taste of it, true Christ followers everywhere long for that heavenly hope 
that our Heavenly Father has promised us as we wait here in this fallen world that at times put us through difficult suffering. We hope and we long for the time we can see the Lord face to face, receive that new heavenly body, and worship Him forever in heaven because that is the true answer and the true end to all of our suffering. But until then, the same Holy Spirit that causes us to long for heaven will intercede and speak to God on our behalf to ease our suffering here on earth. And God, the one whose will makes heaven so gloriously indescribable, promises to work for the good of that authentic, flawless will that without question is the good for us all. It is for the good of us all. Let us exchange our replica human wills that we believe is good for us for what is authentic and real and glorious and what is actually a foretaste of heaven already living in us. Because let me tell you, if we commit our lives to Christ, nothing's going to keep God from fulfilling His authentic will in our lives because nothing is going to keep Him from unconditionally loving us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that the kind of will we want done in our lives? Authentic. Not ours. Not temporary. Not replica. Real. Authentic. That is the good that we should be asking and praying for when we're using Romans 8.28 to guide our lives. But this kind of love, this kind of unconditional love, didn't just happen without Jesus sacrificing His life for ours. He paid a price for us. And in just a few moments, we're going to have a chance to partake in communion to remind us of His sacrifice his death on the cross for our sins with the bread representing his body broken and the juice representing his blood shed. And after Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he rose from the grave so that we can worship a living and powerful God. Which is also why in just a few moments, we're going to have a chance to celebrate Jesus' resurrection through praising him in song. And so during the next two or three songs... As you feel led, please make your way to the tables in the back where you can partake in communion. Go on your own with family or friends. Partake in a circle in the back or somewhere else at your chairs alone with people, however you feel led. And if you need assistance and you need communion brought to you, please let us know. Someone will get that for you. And maybe this morning you just need prayer for anything. We do live in a fallen world full of suffering. And Paul promises that God listens to our prayers and he will answer them according to his authentic and perfect will. If you need some prayer, if you would like to have someone pray over you and pray with you, we are here. During the next worship set, a couple people will be up front ready to pray for you. Please take advantage of that if you need it. And finally, when you head to the tables for communion and prayer, take your connect and prayer cards with you as well as your offerings and your tithes. Drop them off in the kiosk in the back. But remember, if you're new with us or you haven't met us yet officially, hold on to those connect cards and exchange it outside. What did you pray with me now as we bless this time of worship?
communion, and prayer. Dear Father, we thank you. We thank you that your will is authentic, that it's real, that it does work for the good of those who love you, which is us. Thank you, Father, that the same Holy Spirit that causes us to long for heaven is the same Holy Spirit that intercedes on our behalf and takes our requests to the feet of the Father so that you can answer those requests for relief from suffering in your glorious and perfect way. And Father, thank you. Thank you for already providing us our greatest need, which is salvation. Thank you for coming to earth and dying on the cross for our sins. Father, I pray that you bless communion time right now. You bless the elements. You let us know what we're doing and help us to believe in what we're doing and to live like we believe in what we're doing. Father, we love you and we thank you for how good you are and how well you listen to us. We pray all these things in your perfect name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. Be sure to check us out on social media at La Mirada Church and online at lamaradachurch.com.